Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's a professor of cinema. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought with me two of my friends, personalities, etc. <laughs> to talk to you about the movie Glass, and we've got sequel. The podcast that <gasps> likes Kevin now? And Corey. The podcast where, admittedly, I really could not come up with a line for this. I, I wow. tried the entire movie... And I didn't want to do that thing where you just go to IMDb and pick one of the quotes from there. Corey, this is a really long quote. <laughs> I don't remember this part. Of the yeah. Movie. Yeah, I know. Deleted scene. You guys had to stay for like the post credit scene for that. Broke the floor. There's wall. a post credit scene. There wasn't. <laughs> it was this. <laughs> that was the joke. Because everybody was sitting. And I'm like, I look it up ahead of time. Yeah, me too. And I always like, I just like look at them and shake my head. <laughs> I, I, I like I, to enjoy the, the first set of credits. While it's still cool and stylized, yeah. and then I leave if there's no post credits. I uh, during the stylized portion, I looked on my phone to see if there was one, and there wasn't. I was like, "And we're leaving. We're gonna go out into this four degree Long Island winter. Let's, let's do this." That's terrible. I was the only person left in the theater because there were like five people in it, uh. and then they left, and then I finished watching the credits and I got up. It was like a very joyful feeling being the only person in the movie theater I was like this is what my life should be like <laughs> I when, when I was still using movie pass I was using it like random Wednesdays at like 3 in the afternoon and I get halfway through the movie and nobody would be in there I'm like this is what it would be like if I was a millionaire yeah. if I had all of the money in the world and had a massive house and like an in-home theater like this this is this is what my life would be that's like my one life goal for as an adult who owns a home mm-hmm Movie theater, right? Yeah, no, maybe somehow, sense. some way. Lofty. Yeah. Let's do a projector on the wall. You could do it. You get yeah. a screen, set up a couple armchairs, some kind of stadium seating, just put them on a platform or something. Boom, movie theater. Yeah, you can make the platform pretty quick, pretty yeah. easily. As long as the room's big enough. Do you have a room bit like that you can dedicate yeah. that is big enough to have a projector far enough back so that it works? That's true. It's tough. Yeah, that's really the trick. Make a drive in. But I could have my own theater room. It'd <laughs> be easier. So, we watched the movie Glass. Yeah, we did. That's what we're here to talk to you about, regardless of how much of that stays in. But, we watched other stuff before it. Let's let you know what those things are. Hey, Corey, what'd you watch? Started watching the new season of The Punisher on Netflix. It is... Alright, that just came out. It did. It came out, uh, I want to say a week ago... Maybe it was just the other day. It came out Friday. Friday. Okay, it came out over the weekend. I started watching it yesterday. Sunday? Maybe Sunday. Six episodes deep. It's... How many? Ten-ish? Ten to twelve-ish. I don't know exactly how many. Sorry. It's okay. And I'm six episodes deep. It's pretty good. It's not as um, gun-violent as the first season was, like, there are full episodes where not a single bullet gets fired, which is mind-boggling to me that they could pull off the Punisher without guns in every episode. How does he punish? Oh, he pun- he still punishes. Uh, it's good. It's really, really good. I'm excited to see how this one comes to an end. 13 episodes. That's awesome. I think that's what they all are. And the last we always 57 minutes. Yeah, the one I just watched was like 53. They're not... They're... they're Tiptoeing, yeah. Fifty-eight. See, how how much is the next one? Yeah, they usually run run from like forty-six to like fifty-nine minutes. Exactly. But no, there it's good. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, John Bernthal is that is that how you pronounce his last name? Right. 
Uh, he's the best Punisher, I think. Pretty fucking great. I've only seen two. I'm gonna give it to him. It's fair. I love me some Tom Jane, but not in the, so much that movie. Who was the original from the, uh, the late 80s, early 90s one? Dolph Lundgren had oh, the Punisher really? movie. Wow. And I haven't seen that one. One day, listeners, one day. <laughs> I also watched another... Actually, everything I've watched was on Netflix. Um, cool. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels was on Netflix. Awesome movie. Right? It borders on the absurd at a, at a bunch of different points. And it's just so damn fun to watch. You ever see um, Sexy Beast? I haven't seen Sexy Beast. You would like it's like the same vein. You would like it. Nice. Uh, that movie is chalk filled with people that you know in one way or another. You might not know them specifically, but you're like, oh, I've definitely seen things with him in it. Yeah, they're that guys. There are a lot of that guys. <laughs> it's a movie comprised of that guy. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's that guy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of just outlandish slapsticky comedy and like in different parts of it makes it it makes it really fun considering the intensely heavy uh content that the movie's trying to throw at you so yeah it's really good if you haven't seen it it's on netflix definitely check it out and i watched autopsy of a jane doe which is also on netflix is that a show or a movie it is a movie i wasn't sure when i turned it on it's a mystery thriller is how it's described it's just a bad horror movie supernatural horror movie but I got locked into it because Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox are in it. They're the two leads in the movie. And I was like, I like both of these guys. I'll bite. And it's... Uh, the movie gets... It's really good at causing like tension and like being creepy for a while. And then all of a sudden, it goes like hard into like the supernatural and the paranormal. And I actually lose it at that point. I was like, ugh. Is it a Netflix movie or a movie that was actually released in theaters? I think it's a movie that was actually released in theaters. Let's see. I don't know if it actually had a theatrical release or not, to be fair, but it's not a Netflix original. Okay. That, that I know for sure. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah, when I Googled, when I was Googling it to, to try to find something out about it, uh, it, it said box office was $8 million, which suggests that it has, that it was domestically released, but... Oh yeah, it probably got at least a limited release then. Six million box office. Six million. So that was a. This is a movie that started off really, really interesting and cool, and kind of got lost along the way. But that's it for me, Joe. Let's move on to sequel then. Bear with us. <laughs> yeah. I only watched uh, two movies actually. In the two weeks you've been gone. Yeah. Wow. Busy guy over here. Work schedules changed and everything, so uh, I'm still getting used to things. But um, I'll amp it up in the weeks to come. I'm sure you will. Um, I watched Incredibles 2 the other night. Nice. We already discussed that movie at length. We have an episode about it. We do. We bring it up on our top 10 of... Top 5. Top 5. Top 12, 13? Top movies of 2018. (laughs) It's in... Two of our top fives, if you haven't checked it out, find out which two. So, um, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, called... Zero's Talking Heroes. Besides that, of course. Okay. <laughs> it's called... Now it's just called Monster. Originally, it was this guy, Payne Lindsay, who investigated a murder for oh, his yeah. town. And he... His investigation reopened the case, and they caught the guys who did it. So, it was the first time a podcast solved a mystery. It was really cool. So it was he, Atlanta Monster, right? Well, that's the second season. 
uh, was called Atlanta Monster, and Atlanta Monster is about the Atlanta child killer Wayne Williams, who's he's in prison, but Pete, some there's a strong contingent of people that feel like he didn't do that it. he didn't do it, so they investigate that. Season three just came out, and it's about the Zodiac killer. Really? Yes. So I'm six episodes into that. And I've never seen the movie Zodiac because it's two hours and 37 minutes long. So I'm really into the podcast. So last night I watched the movie Zodiac and it's phenomenal. So good. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. And I thought it was going to be dark, gritty, emo Jake Gyllenhaal, but it's not. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, he's, he's kind of a weird character, but it's, um, no, it's it's really good. Highly recommend. David Finch is a director. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is in it as well. And um, the Fincher part sounds right. And uh, Mark Ruffalo. So, really good movie. And from the research I did, it's pretty uh, accurate. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, there's some Hollywood elements in there, but uh, they they get the uh, timeline right, and they get the um, certainly get the plot correct. So uh, definitely check that out. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. I was going to ask you if it's streaming or if you rented it. So I'm, proud. I'm probably going to buy it. Speaking of which, Corey, how much does this cost me if it's, <laughs> if it's on Blu-ray? Zodiac? Yeah. Came out in 07, I believe, That's if that's any help. Star-studded, sort of. Yeah. Ruffalo? Yeah, it's, rough. it's reasonably star-studded. Hulk, Iron Man? I'm going with 13. I'll tell you in a second. Damn it, phone. I'm going 13 on it. I feel like that's a pretty safe... Guess. Wow. Forty dollars. Nope. $2.99. Director's cut too. Five seventy four. Oof, woof. It's <laughs> off. Way off, guys. Way off on this He's one. He's on the other pricing again. At Barnes and Noble. Oh. oh. Barnes and Noble prices. Barnes and Noble prices for Blu rays are usually unreal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I remember when uh, I think DVDs were like thirty dollars. Yeah, Ninja Turtles two out of the shadows was like thirty nine bucks. <laughs> Who would yeah, spend that on that movie? I almost fainted. Well, you I don't think I would spend it on that movie if it came with Megan Fox. <laughs> well, maybe if it came with Megan Fox. I'd spend $40 with Megan Fox. Yeah. <laughs> she can keep the movie. <laughs> Just describe to me what happened. <laughs> That's it, Joe. What have you been watching? I watched a bunch of stuff. I'm sure you did. I'm going to gloss over one of them because we're going to be talking about it during this. I watched Split. Good. Because I hadn't seen it yet. That movie is awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm glad you finally saw it. Me too. I couldn't rent it anywhere, so I had to buy it. Totally not uh, upset I own I it. I give you the... You gave it to me. Oh. Uh. not upset I own it, though. It was like $10. I'm definitely going to watch it again. I might make Veronica watch it. Nice. And then, the other... I watched 8th Grade. What'd you think? I really liked that movie, but it was really painful to watch, because I've been that awkward person. So... <laughs> I was trying to explain this to somebody. That movie is not a horror movie, but it, it has feels a scare, like a horror movie. Scariest scene yep. of yep. all time. Is it the pool party? Oh my god! Yes. I watched it through my fingers. I'm like, Ugh. I kept putting my blanket over my head. I'm like, no. What? What is this? My wife kept getting really mad at me during that movie too, because I was going through a phase when I was going like, easy, buddy, save some pussy for the rest of us. And I think I said. <laughs> I think I said it 15 times during that movie. What a, what? I couldn't think of a more inappropriate movie for you to say that. <laughs> Alright, at the end, with the um, the kid leaves out his archery certificate. That was the greatest. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I got five of those. And I'm like, oh, easy, buddy. 
99 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, guys. Yeah, man, Bo Burnham. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, this is the Bo Burnham movie. Yeah. Okay, I do need to see this. Movie. That kid game is awesome. Like, he's the hero of the movie. It is. Oh, he's he's the character the movie needed. <laughs> it really did. It finally got. Yes. Oh, the car scene with that. I was like, is this movie going here? Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, it it was so good. Yeah, it was touch and go there for a while. Truth or dare? Dare. I dare to put this cord in your mouth. Ew. <laughs> Guys, there's some weird guy watching. <laughs> yeah, so I own that movie, but like, that's. I'll watch that again if I want to show somebody it. But I don't think I can put that in. <laughs> having having seen it the first time, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be able to get it through easy, get through it easier the second time. But yeah, that's a really good movie. Gucci. Oh. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about the movie is the Rick and Morty reference because I don't like when they date it with pop culture like that. Yeah, but that's that's the nicest scene of the movie. It is. Anyway, so that's eighth grade. Check it out if you get a chance. I got to rent it for ninety nine cents. I'm pretty sure that's not still the deal on Amazon, but. I like all the sauces equally, Joe. <laughs> if there's a sauce you want two of, you can have mine, because I like all the sauce <laughs> I wonder if you got charged 25 cents for an extra sauce packet. I don't know. I don't have the... If you work at McDonald's or know the financial activities, sure. rules of McDonald's, let us know how much the sauces cost. Extra sauces. Extra sauces, excuse me. The other two movies I watched were, I watched You Were Never Really Here, which is the Joaquin Phoenix Amazon original movie. I think it was Amazon original. It's, it's available on Prime. I'm pretty sure it's an Amazon. That movie's really weird, but it's pretty good. It, uh, it's a, it's a slow takeoff, and then it really hooks me in the middle, and it kind of loses me towards the end again. He was a best actor Dark Horse. He didn't get anything, though. I mean, he's good in it, but I don't, eh. For the, all the research I was doing in the yeah. podcast I was listening to, he got hit. Thing I brought up a few times. I could I could see how someone would think that, but sure. the other choices we got are probably better. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. It's good. And I watched a game. I mean, fuck! I watched a movie that you guys have already talked about. I watched the game. How'd you like it? That it's movie weird. is fucking weird, right? <laughs> yep. How they set all of that up, whatever was in that personality test, <laughs> was incredible because that's the most. Far-fetched thing <laughs> I've seen in a movie in a while. And I've watched some fucking superhero movies. <laughs> there you go. I was nuts. It's entertaining. Keeps on the edge of your seat. Yeah, no, it, it t- definitely kept me engaged the entire movie. David Fincher's a weird dude. He's out there with his movies. Zodiac, seven other David Fincher movies. Um, <laughs> Fight Club? Yes, yeah, he did Fight Club. And he- did the social network, but that was heavily influenced by. Oh yeah, he did do yeah. social network. He won best director for that. Well deserved. Should have won best picture. Let's do the King's Speech. I haven't seen that one, but I like Colin Firth, probably because he's in Kingsman. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for Glass, which came out in 2018. It's in theaters right now, probably as you're listening to this. It's rated PG-13, and it's two hours and nine minutes long. Its director's name is the infamous M. Night Shyamalan. I think I'm going to give up on listing movies directors have directed. I just don't feel like writing them anymore. Sure. So He's directed a bunch of movies. Signs. The Happening. 
off the top of my head. Yeah. Unbreakable and Split. Like the movies before this Sixth one. Sixth Sense. Last Airbender. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Glass Stars. James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, Sarah Paulson. I feel like I'm saying this wrong, but Anya Taylor-Joy, Spencer Treat Clark, Charlene Woodard, Adam David Thompson, and Luke Kirby. Budgeted at $20 million. So far, in about five or six days, it's grossed $100 million. $46 million of that is domestic. So it's doing pretty well. Not much out right now. <laughs> no, it's not a lot of competition. But Shyamalan knows how to make those movies for cheap. It's already a five times return, and it's opening weekend. Sure. The scores on this movie are a little bit polarizing. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at a 37%. All right. That's not my line. I know. <laughs> I'm certified whatever. <laughs> the audience has this movie at a 78%, a bit of a disparity there. Touch. Uh, 40-ish percent. Hmm. 41, I can do math, guys. IMDb, 7.1 out of 10. Metacritic with a 42 and a user score of 7.1. So the fans, much higher on glass than the critics. Makes sense. Let's find out why in the spoiler section, but first, let's do our spoiler-free general thoughts. And sequel, what are your general thoughts? This movie's kind of eh. I mean, it's, uh, I feel it's a step below Split. Split kind of reinvigorated the franchise. But you really didn't know it was a franchise going to split. You thought it was a totally separate movie. And uh, I like elements of Glass, but overall it kind of falls flat for me. But the parts I like, I really like. So you, you kind of leave the theater with like a like a mixed feeling. So Corey, what about you? I thought this movie was misnamed. Uh, I understand why it's called what it's called, but I feel like it's really inappropriate to... Uh, say that this movie is about glass, personally. Uh, beyond that, I think that the the times where this movie is on point, it's really on point. And then there are large spans of this movie where I could not pay attention, be on my phone, and I feel like I wouldn't miss a singular detail. So it was hard to keep my attention in theaters, which is a really bad sign. Usually I'm like hyper-focused in the theater because I know I'm seeing... I've paid for this movie, so I'm going to pay attention. It has a classic M. Night Shyamalan twist to it, which I could take or leave, which has kind of been the thing with his twists uh, of late. A few twists in this one, though. He kind of went twist heavy. Yeah, he, went twi- he did go twist heavy. I remember there's one big one, but that's not like two, three, yeah. back to back to back. It's true. Two or three fairly sizable twists. Mm-hmm. So I found this movie fascinating and enthralling for most of the first two-thirds of the movie. Okay. And then the third act of the movie kind of torpedoes everything. So okay. that's that's the narrative on Twitter right now with a lot of the film critics that I follow. Mm-hmm. I had like the opposite reaction where I was kind of bored for the first two thirds of the really? movie. I was kind of fascinated. Kind of the, the, took off. the second act of this movie, I, I could cut out entirely. The second act of the movie is the best part. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh man! All right, agree to disagree <laughs> again, boy. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> Strap in, I didn't expect this. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling Glass. This is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Glass yet, which is a very real possibility, why are you listening to this podcast? But if you are, pause it, go watch Glass, 
Especially if you have AMC A-list, not sponsored, send us dollars. <laughs> When's that coming up? Uh, it went up on the 15th. You locked it in? Nice. You locked it up. I'm going on Friday. To see Glass again? Probably Spider-Verse. Because I just checked the listings and I'm like, eh. Spider-Verse is well worth another watch. I need a I need an early afternoon showing. And uh, Alright, you're off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. going on a Friday. Nice. Yeah, because you don't have any Oscar movies to watch because you watched them all. Yeah, man. I watched all eight before they got announced. It's the first time I've never had to watch one. It was, that's really cool. I'm going to only have to watch myself. three. Yeah. But I'm prouder of you because nice accomplishment. The favorite's out still, and they just released Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Well, I'm so, so happy it got nominated. Yeah, yeah me too. Because I had a poor critical reception. I was really surprised it did. But after it won the Golden Globe, I was like, all right, usually Golden Globe winners always get nominated. Yeah. To so. be fair, it's not that much more, like, the critic score is not that much lower than Vice, and Vice got nominated. True, but, like, Vice was, like, again, more of a unique style, and it's Adam McKay. Like, I guess. And liberal Hollywood. That's <laughs> We've gotten so off topic. <laughs> yeah, here. this is not about Glass anymore. No. So here is your final spoil warning, spoilers for Glass, starting right now. I find it weird that they took... Oh, I'm cool. sorry. I didn't mean to stop you, but also spoiler warnings for Unbreakable and Split. Yeah, that's sure. If you haven't yeah. seen those movies, we're going to be also be spoiling those. Okay, now we're good. Go ahead. I find it weird that... I guess not weird, but interesting that it took that long for us to even see Glass. The first 25, 30 minutes of this movie, zero Glass in it, which is fine, because the way they set the first part of this movie up is to show you, show us what happened after like in the week slash month after Split happens. Yeah, and Glass is already in prison, so it makes sense that he's not really. So, yeah, it makes sense, and it shows, and really the ultimate, ultimately, what it really does is it sets us up to see where. What's his first name? Is it Mike? Kevin. Kevin? David. David. Who, who David Dunn. David Dunn. David Chris Willis. Dunn. David yeah, Dunn. David Dunn. And it shows us what David Dunn is now doing in his. Oh. <laughs> what is it? What's his first name? I wanted you to name every single one of his first names. <laughs> oh, that'd be Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> we got a whole mess of new ones too in this. We got twenty twenty-seven or is twenty-four? Twenty. He did all twenty-four in this. Yeah, I think. He did oh, that was cool with the credits with that. That was all. Yeah, that credit. That was yeah. really cool. So I understand why it took so long for us to get the last, but it's almost jarring. It's like, man, there's. Very little glass for a movie about that's supposed to be about Mr. Glass. I mean, it is. It's his story. He's the most interesting. I really wanted more. But yeah. I don't understand... Well, I understand why they chose not to show as much as him, because what are they really going to show? He, I guess he, he can't get going until the other two are brought in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And they, kinda dra- they do kind of drag their feet getting him going. Like, he's, he's, keeping, up, he's keeping up his dupe. For too long on camera. Yeah. Although, once he's out, like, once the dupe is, is revealed, I'm like, alright, that's pretty cool. Because he's living a life like he is a supervillain mastermind. Like, to, like, the, like, having the secret compartment in his wheelchair that he could, like, slip oh, after the medicine. Re- okay, after the reveal. Yeah, after the reveal. Yes. That's cool. I mean, I, I think the overarching concept of the movie is incredibly interesting that you know comic book comic book heroes are real and 
ultimately it's a job of this secret organization to stop. Like, that's a great overarching concept. Well, that's the twist, right? That, that's the twist. That's and the it, twist. And it's awful, but we'll get to that later. That's the, tw- <laughs> that's the twist I had the biggest problem with. That was the second twist. The first twist I'm all about. I'm like, what, wow, this What do we great. say in the first twist? Is that it's the first bus. twist. It's the, the train, rather. The fact that Kevin's oh, yeah. father Kevin was on, on the train. train. So Glass inadvertently created shattered both, Kevin. both of them. Yeah. yeah. And when he realizes it, that's looking back on the scene, because when he realizes it, he has like this expression on his face, like, wow, I fucking did this. I didn't even mean to, but it's happening. When Glass realizes that Kevin's... When he's looking up on the computer, yeah. when he's Googling his parents. Glass is Googling well, Kevin's parents? Yes. Was he Googling? Uh, I guess he was Googling, yeah. He was there looking were, something up. Yeah, him, yeah, him he looking was Googling, and um, Bruce Willis' son was also realizes it as well. Oh, okay. I just kind of assumed that that, was, that, that particular search was... Willis's okay mm-hmm. huh. yeah I mean that was actually the only the one thing I will say the only problem I had with that twist in particular is that it's the one time that Samuel L. Jackson's performance I didn't believe when he realizes when he says oh don't tell him yet well again he's that I just did like that moment I didn't believe like, that, but that that's actually moment. clever because he's not being um He's not supposed to be convincing. He he doesn't believe it. He wants him to make the reveal because they have no intention of going to this building. Yeah, so that's, by him that's saying, part of his plan. That's part. It's part of the ploy. So oh, he's that's not true. He's not okay. supposed to be convincing in that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot that he was like, that. Oh no, don't, don't tell him. Yeah, no. I, I forgot that like, there's no actual intention to get all the way to the Oscar Tower. Willy Wonka, no, please stop. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. No, he's a. He, I was actually. More impressed with his performance than McAvoy's because... Well, we already saw Split. We knew McAvoy was doing an awesome job. Yeah, but I think McAvoy is a little notch below in Glass than he is in Split. Strictly because of the how rapidly he switches from personality to pers- personality. And he does that throat gurgly thing <laughs> like between each one of them. And it, it got old fast. Like, See, I thought it was more impressive in this, because he does so many so fast. So, for me, in Split, there's that one scene where you get quick changes in personality when she says his real name for the first time, and, like, Kevin comes to the light, and then there's, like, three or four different people all, like, grabbing at the light in, like, quick succession. Yep. That moment in Split, I think, was probably the most one of the most brilliant acting performances in a very long time. I thought I was totally convinced that he was switching. Actual different people were coming into like the forefront of his mind in that moment. I didn't believe it as much in this when the lights flashed. Just a little more. It's because it was so great in Split. The one in the, the his performance in Glass feels a little more forced. There's almost like they didn't expect expect Split to be as big as it was, and they're like, "This is what people like. We're gonna have to." Really make sure we yeah. lean into and it's, it. Like, now I'm not saying it's bad at all. It's just a little much for me. Question for you two. First time you saw Split, both of you, in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. How many times have you watched it? Just the one? Just the one. Twice. You've all right, So the rewatch is even better than the first one. I agree. Because there's scenes early on where, like a spoiler for Split, where uh, James McAvoy, um, the persona that he's presenting to the psychiatrist, he's lying. Yes. So he, you see him doing meticulous things that that particular personality would never do. Yeah, because one's like the neat freak, 
Yeah, it's what? so incredibly well done. Because, because Dennis, Dennis has OCD. Dennis doing Barry. Yeah, and Barry doesn't. It's amazing. <laughs> actually, I actually did notice that the first time he's in, when he's supposedly legitimately Barry. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he was still adjusting. I forget if it was the painting or the candy bowl. It was a candy bowl. But candy he did bowl, something in the magazines too. And, and I made a note of that after I found out what was happening. I was yeah. like, okay, this makes sense. But yeah, you know, you're right because obviously the first time it's done, it's going to be the more pronounced thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, not that it's bad. The one problem I have, it's not even his performance. I think it's the writing of the movie. He spends too much time and too much time talking as the Beast. Yes. Because the Beast is very guttural and isn't as well-versed to handle a bunch of lines as one of the other personalities like Patricia does in the first one. Yeah. So, we... Split is that build-up to the Beast, and we only get to see the Beast essentially the one time and really the only time we hear him talk is in that like moment with it's just him and her with the cage and it's brilliant this we see the beast early we see the beast in the middle he goes in and out of the beast four times I think five times maybe I think somewhere around that yeah it's a lot of times and he has lines in all of those times for a reference that I know sequel's gonna get behind Split is like Jaws where you don't see the beast until the end. Then Jaws 2 comes and out. And then Jaws 2 comes out. And, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, again, like, here's the thing. I guess it's... I don't even want to call it a mistake. It's almost like they had... They screen split. And what do you like about the movie? What do you want to see more of? And they're, Oh, I want to see more Beast. Okay, we're going to throw Beast at you. <laughs> we're going to throw so much Beast at you. You won't know what to do. In the glass. Beast is my favorite part. You're going to get a lot of Beast in the next one. Believe you me. Now, see, the one thing I, I appreciate about getting Beast early and getting Beast often is that we got the initial showdown between... What what did he end up getting called? The Overseer? Yep. Or, is it Overseer or Overwatcher? Overseer. Overseer. Overwatcher's the game. Yeah, Overwatcher's the game. <laughs> so we get, the, we get a showdown between the Overseer and the Beast early. I expected that to be towards the end of yeah, the Yeah, me too. And I'm really happy it was early because then it's like the entire movie you're just waiting for that moment where they both bust out and they both have to fight again. Right, so I didn't like that because I knew, I'm like, this is way too early. It's not the... <laughs> oh no, sure, it's not the final fight, but I'm... It's almost like the first fight in a Rocky movie. Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Sure, but at the same time, I was happy we got it. At least it wasn't like the Beast does all of his things and then get, somehow manages to get caught all independently, and then David Dunn gets caught and is also arrested independently, and they just happen to be thrown here. The thing I like about it, probably the only thing, is the fact that Kevin's personalities are legitimately afraid of David Dunn because no one's ever been able to stand up to the beast and like withstand the punishment and mm-hmm. actually fight back a little bit. That part of it is is cool. Yeah, Hedwig's Hedwig's um, feign of like cockiness about him not being able to to beat the beast it was interesting because you could tell Hedwig is like the innocent nine year old, right? So he he's not that innocent. Sure. Not that innocent. <laughs> but Pretty he would... <laughs> I don't really like her. I like Drake. I used to like her too, but they broke up. You can't be... You can't have both. You have to pick one. Um, but he was like... Just the way he was like... He can't take the beast. But like... You could see in his eyes he's like... It's false confidence. Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of false confidence there, which I kind of appreciate. He's trying to prove it to himself. Yeah. 
Like, he can't... Or he's... Because if he's wrong and the Beast isn't unstoppable, then he's done terrible things for Patricia and Dennis for nothing. If the Beast isn't, like, the pinnacle, then what's the point? I will say... And Dennis's turn is weird, also. It's not really a turn, he just... He's not about murdering people. But he was... The, he I was, felt he like never he, was. No. I felt like he was one of the driving forces behind it in the first place. No, he was like... Kind of like the enforcer. He wasn't about... He was like the, the strict rule keeper in Split. He's not mm. about murdering. But like, one of the things that makes McAvoy's performance so great... I mean, Samuel L. Jackson's is just as good. I'm sure. not taking... Sure. But the fact that you can visibly tell that some of his personalities are doubting the Beast... Yeah. Which is technically in his head the whole time yeah. too. Like it's it's wild. It's incredible. Yeah, that's one of the fascinating personalities. The whole the horde thing is just fascinating. Yeah. I was fascinated throughout Split. It's like it never missed a beat going into this movie. Was the the horde wasn't as big in Split, was it? Well, the horde is just uh, it's Patricia, Dennis, and Hedwig in the in, in Split. Split. But now it's like eleven of the identities are part of the horde. I think they've all kind of just accepted it as inevitability because they've seen the beast actually do its do his thing. Mm. So yeah, they're all out to protect Kevin. Do we know what um, DID is? Like what they call DID? Dissociative Identity Disorder. Okay. It's it's yeah. It's, is that what it's actually called too? Yeah, it's oh. the thing he has in Fight Club in this. I'm uh, kind of done at this point with Sarah Paulson. I I feel she's in everything, and I feel she's every one time of those I faces. see her. It gets worse and worse and worse. She in Bridesmaids? No. Yeah? No. She just lo- Oh. She definitely looks like a man being broken. I think she got her... I first noticed her in the American Horror Story seasons. Then she's in Bird Box recently, and she's in... Best oh, she wasn't... She was in Bird Box for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but she was like top build along with Sandra Bullock in it, though. She thought she was going to be a, like a bigger... Bold character. move. I guess, but it's like... Bold I don't know. Like... Seeing the trailer for Glass, it was like, all right, cool, Glass is coming out. But she ruined the trailer for me. Like, I just don't want to see her as often as I do. I she don't know. is in a lot of them. Oh, she's Tammy in Ocean's 8, too. I think she's in more of the movie than Elijah is. I'd say so. Yes. Which is bad. But that's that's what probably, honestly, got my biggest critique of this movie. Is that there's a whole bunch of people in this movie that are in it more than Elijah. You could make an argument that... What is it, Joseph? Is that David Dunn's son? His name is it yes, Joseph? it's Joseph. I think Joseph's in the movie almost as much as Elijah is. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's pretty fucking close. Same actor. Yeah. It is. That was cool. When they did the flashback, you can tell in his eyes, I'm like, that's the same guy! The, I like, I mean, it, it's kind of a dumb touch, but it was a nice touch that she gets transferred to the high school that Joseph Dunn went to. I mean, it, it was... Unnecessary to a point, together, nice. but yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so a lot of uh, like now they've met probably. Kind of sad that uh, David's wife passed away in the meantime. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Couldn't think of probably couldn't think of a storyline though. Like, let's just get rid of her. This doesn't matter. I guess the only reason to do it is the fact that but they would team up. Each person arrested in this asylum has one significant person on the outside. So it sets up the end. Pretty much. I guess, yeah. It's kind of lazy. A little bit. But I mean, it could also play into, it could also play into the fact that Joseph, like, believes in his dad's ability, too. 
So, like, once his mom's gone, he, he really leans into that love and belief that his dad is a superhero. Because all kids believe their dad is a superhero, but... So you beat him a one-on-one for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and in this case, his dad actually is a superhero. Now, I guess so. the main part of Act 2 would be Sarah Paulson, I forgot a character's name, trying to, con- no trying to convince the three of them that this is all in their head. That would have been the most brilliant ending of the movie. You, so, again, as an audience member, do you believe her? No. Not at all? Like, a little bit, but it's, it was too early in the movie for me to be like, Here's the what, thing. how did they close this out if it's not real? Watching them have <laughs> doubt, except for Yeah, that was Glass. great. Except for Glass. Because he was catatonic, like, yeah. basically. But he's, well, but he's still acting the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, nah, F you, dude. <laughs> Wait, See, much time in this. Here's the only thing that I think gives it away as to the fact that that, that it isn't real, like that she's lying about like their abilities. If it was true... Why would she go through all of the trouble to pipe in fifty thousand, uh, like a fifty thousand gallon water tank? Because to she's his trying room. to convince him it's in his head. Yes. So they set up water because in his head that's quote unquote his weakness. Yeah, you don't need the steel door and that much water coming in in one shot. You could have had a regular sprinkler system at that point. Like that seems excessive, unless. Unless his superpower is real and water is actually his weakness. I mean, you can make the argument that they're playing into as a delusion in this fictional scenario where it's not real, which we know is not true, but... Yeah. I mean, perception and the placebo effect are like a big thing. So him knowing that much water is going to come into the room and does would freak him out a lot more than a light drizzle. I can see how that would be a thing if that were a thing, but it's not... I'm confused now. <laughs> I don't particularly love the clover leaf. That's so the main twist. Yeah, the so main that, twist that's awful and stupid. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. All right. So unless there are other hints that a clo- that the clover leaf organization exists earlier in the movie, but I don't think they do. Not that I remember. No, there's, there's zero. So okay, I hate this trope where the big baddie reveals the plan all along. They did an Unbreakable and it worked just fine. Right? Where he touches Mr. Glass and he figures out Mr. Glass was running the show the entire time and caused all those accidents looking for him. I hated it in this one. Not not what the twist was itself, how they went about it. Why does she run into him and then with his last, like in his last dying breath be like, here, take my hand. She doesn't have to do she it. She doesn't. She doesn't because have it's, to do it's, it at all. It's the big fuck you on top of the cake. Be like, by the way. Yeah, but why? why, why it's unnecessary. It? Before we drowned you, let's make you feel even worse. What if by some weird freak incident, what if by some weird freak incident they don't manage to kill the... Like, he gets out of that. Now he knows the organization exists. That's very... It's, it's classic villain arrogance. Yeah. I guess, man. That, that doesn't work nowadays. You gotta get get better than that. Be more original. Yeah, you gotta be better than that. The one thing I will give it is that's very comic booky. The monologuing villain or the villain revealing everything. So it does fit the... the uh, It does fit the movie. Personally, I just don't like it. I hate the fact that the... I don't like the Illuminati uh, restaurant either. Yeah, the whole point of this is that a secret organization who have clover tattoos who we've never heard of are responsible for eliminating people with superpowers. 
throughout history. Throughout history, and they meet at a Panera and wait for all the other people to leave instead of renting a goddamn office. Yet... What the hell is that? Yet, it's what, it's not a group of people. It's never like a large group of people leave. It's everyone one, in the restaurant. One minus human, two. like there's one human that's like, all right, my lunch is done. Leaves the coffee shop, and everybody else in there I, work like is a, a part of the organization. I'm like, D- really? It's just it's just as dumb. I guess it's to illustrate that these people are everywhere, and those two scenes exist for the sake of looking cool. This is kind of cool when someone leaves, and everybody shuts up and pays attention. They had me the first time. They didn't have to do it a second the time. The second time, you notice people are moving their mouth and no sound is coming out. Like, there's other sounds in the scene. They're not actually talking. You know what scene was similar to this and I think was more effective? The end of John Wick, Chapter 2. Yeah. When he, like, stops the park. That makes... That's, that's the theory people have that he's the devil. That's that's a popular theory going on. That okay. He's able to stop everything right now. Just to illustrate that... uh these people are everywhere and they're after you. Yeah. But that, the park scene in John Wick 2 was a, a better, was better than this. Yeah. Because I didn't think all of those random people in the park are there, but like, after you see one small group in a restaurant, like, it's not that surprising that it's doing, that it's happening again. But it's a weird meeting place. I thought the scene in this, the first time was effective, second time was overkill. A little close, somebody farted during the silence. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was silent but deadly? Known. Facial expressions, man. <laughs> just people at their table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I think I'm afraid. Happy silent. The final twist. Well, the the uh, the viral video. The viral video. The 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 mastermind. The the mastermind revealed his plan all along. Like the mas- well, He doesn't reveal anything. He doesn't just... reveal anything. But the mastermind's plan all along, that. yeah. I don't like the comic scene where she finds that out. Stupid. She Why is she in the comic book store? Yeah, Why, Why is she in the comic book store? Because research. <laughs> I don't know. But no. it's dumb. I, I don't like that scene at all. I don't like It's thing. like she wants to go back through and like see all of her triumphs. Like, ah, uh, yes, I remember when I killed that blind man in New York City. Ah, uh, yes, that vigilante who used to be, uh, whatever, had killed him too. I would listen, sit here and listen to Corey pull out these examples all day. <laughs> In the advent of the, at the advent in the advent of the internet, you don't need three random characters going to a, a comic book station. store oh. to research yeah. comics when they can Google it. I <laughs> wish, I wish she was on a train leaving Philadelphia, and she was just like on her phone when the viral video popped up. Well, yeah, I like that. It would have been her own personal little train wreck. Ah, ah. Glass got one more tragedy on a train somewhere. <laughs> I, I like the fact that she finds out about it, freaks out because she was very calm, cool, and collected like the entire time. Yeah. I don't like how she found out though. Overhearing nerds in the comic book stores and that, that was that was stupid. Uh, and then to run back to the to the psych facility and be like, "All right, they didn't go anywhere, right?" And the guy just to kind of nonchalantly be like, "Huh, that's, that's weird." weird. It got live-streamed to some other location. Like, I motherfucker, track it then! If you can see the fingerprint that it got streamed elsewhere, you should be able to follow that Do shit. Do you think well, Elijah like, Price is leaving a fingerprint, the well, smartest man in the world? Even if she can track it, she can't stop it. She can't stop it. Three of them have it at that point. Yeah. And then they upload it and go sit at a train station that has about 15 people in it. Instead of monitoring the, monitoring the internet... Just what? Like, just you, waiting like you on know, YouTube. Joseph's been doing this entire time. Just waiting for all of the YouTube clicks to start coming in, to start rolling in. 
just praying that the 15 people in this train station happen to also be well connected and use YouTube. I don't... The drop of a hat. Man, I have been in that train station more times than I can count. I don't think I've ever seen it that empty. They had to close it down. I guess. It was, this was at four in the morning. Pretty bright out for four in the morning. Artificial lights. <laughs> Magic of cinema. Cinemagic. Yeah, I mean, the the viral video that... Take it or leave it. I'm glad that, uh... I'm glad that it proves that he was the smartest person in the room the whole time. He realized something else was going on and was able to do it. That's why it's called class. This was, I was just about to say <laughs> yeah. that. So yeah, for I sure. Sequel sentiment. Yeah. No, I, and I think that that's that's totally fair. Makes him the hero, right? It does. In a weird, enough. messed up way. Yeah. Even though he's a horrible, horrible person. He, but he proved his theory. He went to extremes, but he proved it. And this was someone trying to disprove it, and he's like, nope. How, of, how often do we say it? Villains are the heroes of their own stories. Right, but he, I think he's the hero of, like, everything. Yeah, but this is also his story. And it it it, it uh, opens up an entire universe. And if they want to continue this, they can. I hope they don't. They probably won't. I don't, I, yeah, they, they, should just, they should just close it. I don't think it. there are any plans to continue yeah. this. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that the big reveal and split that it's a, that it was in a connected universe was amazing, and the fact that they went they went in and and closed out this weird trilogy was good enough for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't want them to do anything else with it. Let it let it lay. I'm not happy with how this ended, so I'd rather they don't continue. Yeah, this is you have an organization out there. They're not exposed yet. Well, I guess they're sort I wanted of exposed. Her, I wanted her to be super-powered. I wanted that to be the whole thing. Because just, like, the fact that it's a faceless organization that tracks down and kills people who have powers... Eh. Well, what's weird is that they also admit that every comic book out there is based, essentially based on somebody that they hunted down and killed over the course of, like, the times. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't... It gives, it gives, I, don't, I don't love it. Because comic book like historical credence, like these yeah. are actually uh, that's actual stories and yeah. stuff. And this this whole organization is afraid of what could happen if any one person wields this much power. Yeah, but she's just some asshole now. She's not important. But the the way that the organization looked, they're all just some asshole. Like, well, that's guess you don't know how big this is. You know, this that could be the Philadelphia she was, chapter. She was clearly in charge of that man who doesn't. Know how to kill shot with a sniper rifle in the stomach? Really? They're probably in every major city, right? Because she was said, "I'm okay to move on to the next city." It's like um, the like League of Shadows. Shadows. If we want a Batman, well, yeah, it, it, very it, League of Shadows. It probably is. Yeah, I don't care for it. Or if you want a Marvel reference, the Illuminati, whatever. It's like the following. You ever see the following? That show on Fox that nope. lasted like. Oh, I never watched seasons. that. Yeah, I never watched that show. Apparently, it was very popular though. First season is good. And then everyone turns out to be a follower. Then you're like, okay, I've seen this 18 times already. <laughs> Let me guess. That guy's a follower. 50. <laughs> percent I think that um, the first set of glass coming out of his fake being catatonic was pretty cool. So they, like, he reveals himself, and then they are like, oh, we saw you on camera, we're gonna mess you up with the magic laser beam to that dome piece. Yeah, good thing you know how that worked, huh? Yeah! <laughs> good thing you know how that worked, good thing you knew how to take that weird Oculus thing away. 
Good thing nobody checked to see. <laughs> check, yeah, check to see if it was in there. Check to see if you had any actual marks that would show up on your forehead after a laser penetrated your skull. See, I don't know how that works. Well, so the I laser just... definitely penetrated the skull. It just missed the whatever mechanism it needed in there to do the procedure. That's what he took out. I would well, imagine the mechanism would have magnified the laser to penetrate his. That's skull. my assumption. Because any yeah, laser has nothing skull. on his. I know. I'm I'm like rationalizing it because they have to be smart enough to realize that the procedure didn't take place, especially if she was overseeing it, and she's supposed to be the genius mastermind of the evil people. That's true. Because if she didn't realize that it was supposed to leave a mark and it doesn't, this is this movie's even worse. Like that's absolutely terrible. Very circumstance that he was able to overhear that the night nurse takes too long to get to his desk, therefore he's... <laughs> I got two and a half minutes left. Well, they all talk to him because they assume it doesn't matter. And the, th- the thing is, again, we I think one of the things we have to remember is that he, he's he been playing catatonic for God knows how long. Yeah, for a while. Like the it's one a guy, calculated risk, yeah. but it's a risk nonetheless. Like the guy with the flashlight. You wouldn't say that to someone you thought could hear you. What happens if I drop this flashlight on your on paper, paper legs? legs? Yeah. Anyone get misty-eyed when uh, you saw Kid Elijah on the amusement yeah. park ride? That was rough. That was that, that was, was a little rough when the when the stuff and was fall down. I was like, oh, he's gonna, he's in for a bad time. Yeah, he's French frying when he should pizza. <laughs> <He's bad. laughs> Good reference. Thank you. So I, I, the thing was like I I was like it hit it. I felt the roller coaster. Like he gets on and I'm like, oh man. Looks like he's having a good time. Like, this looks like... better if it was a roller coaster. It was that stupid, uh... We wouldn't have gotten hurt if it was a roller yeah. coaster. Yeah. No, no, I meant, like, the emotional roller coaster. Yeah, no, I, I got you. <laughs> I did not. Oh. <laughs> I, meant, I meant the emotional... Because, like, I, I felt happy and, like, kind of gleeful when he's, like, hanging out in the carnival when and he goes on the metal bar t-cup. goes down, I knew it. And then the metal bar comes down and, like, the, the bear swallows, like, oh, oh, they're not gonna... And then they do it. And I'm like... Every time, every time in any of, in either of the two movies he's been in, that there's any type of fall or slip associated with him, I, f- I feel it. For some reason, I don't know why, but they make me feel every break that he's had. It's crazy. So I thought the bar was going to get messed up. Like, when he pauses to, like, tuck the stuffed animals in, I thought it wasn't going to continue to go down. I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, going to get flung from the rack. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that would have killed. That's true. <laughs> Fuck uh, I thought he was going to rattle around in there. I think it was as weak as his bones were. Like, even just, like, if he had gripped the thing and, like, spun one way and then spun the other way, it could have broken his arms. Let alone the fact that he falls and, like... I don't think he breaks from inertia. I'm pretty sure he still needs contact. Yeah. That would be the most awful... He couldn't move. Like, he can't I just run, any type of, any type of like, sudden fast. jerk would have done it. Uh, I just kind of assumed that. Uh, best M. Night cameo in a movie? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I like that one. I like it, that. He lingers too much in this. I like that. I, I like the line. Let your dad take a walk. Jesus, that's that's good. <laughs> if you end it there, and he's like, Did I, "Have I seen you before? No. Did you used to work security at the well, football?" That's a good question, though, because it's a, it's the first connected M Night. So the yeah. fact that he plays the same character in both, no, I, I appreciated that. Used to be, in some, used to hang out with some shady guys. Also, I mean, I feel like Split had come out recently enough where remembering what happens in, in Split is is there. But like some of like the finer details of Unbreakable could definitely have been slipped. But that sure. that little that line, oh yeah, that's when 
him working at the football stadium That's is how he we figures out he has the ability. Yeah, to like the sixth sense ability. Unintended. Uh, <laughs> Got him. Wait, you leaving that bitch? I just think he's in it too much. Just Fair. It's too long. One scene. scene. It's like less too than a long. minute. Less than it a minute. It felt long. Less than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not challenging you on the actual length. It just it felt long. I don't think so. But maybe it felt long because they wanted that awkwardness, the, like that long awkwardness. You, it's an awkward scene. We mean they. Does. He wanted the awkwardness yeah, of right. himself. All right, fair enough. <laughs> no, Dad, don't take a walk. I'm taking a walk. But you're dead. No, you don't want to take too many walks. You'll get tired. I don't understand that. Why did he not want him to go for a walk? Because the, the police were he, out for him. He's on, brother. <laughs> but it seemed like the night before he was fine with he was fine with the idea of him going out. Well, he was trying to convince him not to then. And plus, he listens to the police scanners all day. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. he was like, Dad, no, not a good idea. It's super interesting that they uh, figured out that brick building all of a sudden. We don't really get any explanation on that either. What was the brick on his pants? The red cloth. No, no, no. I mean, like, how all the cops figured out that they were there. That that was exist. That that happened. They probably had a tail on him. Or probably a tail on both of them. And they tracked him down to that building. Because you got to remember, it's not the police force bring them in. It's that yeah, organization. Because knowing now oh, what okay. we know. Yeah, the yeah. organization. They know who they are. Uh, that's true. She knew him. She knew David Dunn by name. And also Kevin. Wendell Crump. Someone out there is just freaking out right now. I'm sorry. I guess looking back on it, it was kind of obvious that there was a, a bigger unit at play there for them to have shown up that perfectly in the first, at the start of the movie. With this doctor we've never seen before that knows them. It makes sense now, too. Yeah. With, watch, uh, with, watching with the, the movie. With the, magic, with the magic flashlight. Watching the movie, you're like, well, well, the cops are out there the whole time. Why don't they bust in to save the girls? It's kind yeah. of irresponsible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Those girls are about to get eaten. The beast had the beast has come. He's about to literally eat four high school girls. They're bait. I wouldn't. You know what? I wouldn't put it past them to have set those girls up to get caught by Perhaps. Dennis because Dennis does the capturing. They yes. weren't the best actresses. They really buy the fact that they were like scared at all. No, <laughs> like a little bit, and then the next scene they're just like. Hedwig, what's up with this? Hedwig on roller skates. I set up for a Hedwig movie. They have a movie called The Horde, and it takes place in the mind of Kevin Wendell Crumb. Oh my god, did you see 27 McAvoys running around? I mean, I would I would watch that. <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that movie. I think we talked about season tickets. I have season tickets for McAvoy. Yes, you do. Yeah. I've decided. <laughs> but wouldn't it be even cooler if instead of 27 McAvoys, it was... Actual act like other actors and actresses, and like every like couple of minutes, like the person who plays Kevin, Kevin is actually him. So it's just a bunch of people like like every time Kevin gets near the light, they just come like no 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 Kevin let's walk away, and then maybe every once in a while you kind of pan out to like what's going on. I don't know. I kind of want to see twenty seven McAvoy. Sitting, I mean twenty four McAvoy sitting in desks. Your your idea is more plausible. Yeah, yeah. for sure. However, if if it's not twenty seven McAvoy, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> He's the he's the selling point. Fair enough. Because like, if you have to cast twenty four people or twenty three, depending on no twenty four because he has twenty four personalities. Yeah, one of which like, name they're gonna you're gonna run so thin on actors. Because that's true. We can get Josh Hartnett to play one of them. Brad, Brad Pitt to play another one. Dueling. We <laughs> <laughs> play Hedwig. Uh, who's a nine year old? 
Who's nine forever? <laughs> See, I don't think you'd be able to find a nine-year-old, but I would sign up for Finn Wolfgard or whatever. Wolfheart, whatever the kid's name is. Who is he from? Who? Uh, he was in Stranger Things. He's in It. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would make sense. It's not the one on the Verizon commercials, is it? No. no. That's toothless. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that actor's name is. Although, no, actually, the one actually he would probably play a good Hedwig with the lisp. So, <laughs> I watch... Yes. yes First of all, yes. <laughs> yeah. But but that just brought me to my uh, another point I almost forgot. One of my favorite parts of Split, definitely my wife's favorite part of Split, is the random etceteras. Etceteras, yeah. Um, so, we, we got a whole bunch of them in this movie. Every time, I heard my girlfriend audibly go, yes! Oh, you have a wife now, Corey. Did I say girlfriend? You yeah. Did. Shit. Old habits die hard. Uh, do you want to edit that out? Or leave it in. I don't care. She doesn't listen. Which one? Your wife or your girlfriend? Yes. Pam, if you want to make the jump to full-time <laughs> wife calling, listen to the podcast. There it is. Every time there was an etc., she either laughed or audibly said yes. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy this is making her happy. I also enjoyed it. I love... I. They're so unnecessary. He says them at the end of sentences where he's listed one thing. Yeah. But that's it's the great. whole point. It's like a little kid thing. Yeah, no, he's I, like nine year olds. He's heard it once and he just stuck, sticks with it. It's so good. Were you trying to escape, etc.? <laughs> well, do you like Kevin now? He's <laughs> <laughs> so shocked and hurt because <laughs> he's holding the his hand. That was nice. I have a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend once. I'm really glad Casey Cook returns in this movie. She doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Like, I was happy to see her in the cast listing going in. I wish she had done more. I feel like she did a lot. I felt like she was one of... She got through to a mo- through a monster. She... This thing is capable of... She's the little girl in Frankenstein. What's this? In Frankenstein, the little girl. The flower. I guess. But, alright, so this, this, the beast is capable of squeezing humans to death. Unless he's given human affection. But he can't pull himself away from her grip? Like, that's crazy to me. Talk about being able to, like... That's her superpower, is caring. Yeah, I get it. But I, I thought that was awesome. I thought that was interesting. No, but it, it she, is. She, but I get, in the movie, she doesn't do a lot. Like, she's an important character. Yeah. She's just not... She doesn't... Oh, I see. Okay. All right. She has a function, but the function is minimal, and, like, a lot of the time she's on screen is just wasted. Yes. She's more... You get shots of her face reacting to things. Mostly. Yes, I've been thinking about him. Okay. She seems to be in a nice house with those, uh... There's a million kids in that house! It's like a... Almost like a foster house. I guess a foster family, but it's like a loving foster family. That was nice to see. That was good. She's... She deserves it. She's had a bit of a tough go. Absolutely. I'm glad she's in a better place than where she was at the end of Split. Yeah. I want to talk to you guys about Split after this. Yeah, sir. But we don't have all the time. Well, let's wrap this up. We've got the Split. Let's do that. Sorry, Sorry, guys. Stay tuned for when we drop a Patreon and you can listen to that episode. Yeah, okay, because that's been recorded. <laughs> yep. Uh, do we have anything else or do we want to move into favorite, least favorite? Oh, to... shit, we didn't even do that. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready favorite, least favorite in uh, Stone, Stone this bitch. Okay, alright. 
I guess my favorite would be the initial twist that Clarence Crum was on the train with seeing Samuel L. Jackson's reaction before the audience is let in on that fact was awesome, and the fact that he's on it too, because I kind of like, I just love the movie with my wife, I kind of like grabbed his shoulder, I'm like, that's the train from Unbreakable! <laughs> <laughs> so that part was cool, because there was a real lull before that, and like, I needed that to get me back in it, that's so right. it, was, it was good timing. My favorite is actually the, um, the, the final twist, not, not because it was the best twist, because it, it wasn't the best twist, I was just happy that the movie came to a satisfying conclusion for the pro-slash-antagonist that we have been following for these three movies. You know, you get to a point where you think that it is going to get hushed-hushed and brushed under the carpet and nobody's ever going to know about it. But then, that isn't what ended up happening, and the mastermind ended up winning after all. So I I really appreciated that part of it. Rorschach's journal. Yes, Rorschach's journal. Uh, My favorite part is... Mr. Glass, I guess we'll call him, Elijah, talking to Kevin slash Patricia for the first time, after he's coming out of being catatonic. That exchange is fascinating to me. That was one of the times where I was like, give me more. Show me more. Let's let's do this thing. Yeah, we didn't get, we didn't get enough of that. We so, did not sorry, ma'am. It's Patricia, but I appreciate your manners. <laughs> one thing I really liked, too, we didn't touch on was um, Kevin... Was it... Nor- who was... When he was trying to play the... Um, I guess the slutty girl. Jade. Jade. The one with the, the diabetic. I, dro- oh, yeah. I dropped my insulin. Can you get get him at that angle so it could block the light and attack? Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Well done. Love it. Very quick moment, but like it's cool if you catch it. Very good. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. It's, it's weird how many times he hits the light after that. Like yeah, he just keeps doing it. At one point, it's definitely something... That I didn't need that long. And that is, yeah, because at one point we get a non-horde personality out, and he hits the light like three more times after, and I'm like, why? And then he ends it on Patricia, I'm like, Who's like that's who you're choosing? Of the that, horde. That's, that's who you're choosing to leave out? There you go, dick. But this is the fact that the horde's smart enough to try to angle, I'm using a lot of hand gestures here, yeah. but the fact that he's lying on the ground looking up at somebody to block the light in order to have enough time to attack was a very smart move. Yeah. That's what's cool about that scene. That is very cool. Uh, who's favorites? Uh, Sarah Paulson in the comic book shop at the end listening to the nerds because she would never do that. Okay. Doesn't fit her character at all. Honestly, I just don't... I, I, my, my bigger... I definitely 100% agree with you. I hated her running up to to Dunn and being like, quick, quick, grab my hand! As if she cared, but it was just some arrogant bitch move like, haha, we got you, dick. I, I hated it. Well, there's still time. While there's still, <laughs> like, like as if she was gonna, like, pull him out to, like, help get him out of the situation. Nope. Nope, just... For half a second, I thought that was what was happening. Yeah. It's, and then it isn't, and I got really fucking mad at it. I was like, it's not necessary. I get yeah, the only plausible way it is necessary, and again, I hate that scene too. I just hate that the, the reveal, the villain yeah. monologuing essentially. Yeah. She asked, "Did I have to know? Did I convince you? Maybe she's using that for the next city she plans on going to. I have to know if my character is good enough." Because as an audience member, you see them questioning it themselves, and I think Bruce Willis was questioning it. 
I think Bruce Willis was broken. I think up until the fact... You, could, until, you could see the doubt. Yeah. Well, he had the initial doubt on Unbreakable, and he's got not that... I guess it's 18 years, but still, I guess that... Seeing Elijah again and being in the situation is probably bringing up all those emotions. Yeah. I like that they're workshopping it. Like, they're like the test group <laughs> for like a car commercial. Yeah, pretty much. So when Focus group. when we tried to convince you that you weren't super powered, how did that make you feel? <laughs> what was the most eff- What was the most effective thing I said to you to make you believe that you before were we drown actually... you? Yeah. I need some answers. Well, because she definitely didn't get Elijah right. She knew that off the bat. He was not being convinced about. Oh what. yeah. He can't really test Kevin because. All right, how many of your personalities <laughs> work? Yeah. So. And would you have to talk to Patricia especially, like specifically, because Patricia was the one that was. Patricia was the one in in that con- in, in the, the light during that conversation yeah. and was definitely doubting everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, my least favorite is going to be an interesting choice because my, although I don't like a lot of what happens in the third act of the movie, my least favorite part of this movie is David Dunn. Watching Bruce Willis, I, I'm guessing it was the writing. Watching David Dunn sleepwalk through this entire movie is so boring to me. Yeah. I was just like, "Let's get." I'm glad the focus wasn't on him more because just him sitting there with a contemplating look on his face, doing nothing, was just killing me at certain points. This movie is all about glass and crumb. The, yeah. Their interactions were with the absolutely the best part of this movie. That the was, bad guys. That was most of our criticism with Unbreakable was how. He's the milk most toast. boring milquetoast character ever. He doesn't realize he's never been sick or hurt. I I, I hate this man. And his review, <laughs> like him realizing it, he's not even like that excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what do you want, Xanax twenty four seven, dude? He doesn't. He, yeah, he does not get excited. He's about the anything. worst. <laughs> All right, let's do this, bitch. All right, so from uh, that's going to end our coverage of Glass. What we do now is give it a number of Infinity Stones from 1 to 6 to let you know what we thought of the movie. And if you give it 6 stones, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet, because that's the highest score you can give. Let's do our readings for Glass. Corey! I think it's me. Because it's a movie with enough twists and turns that it'll make you need a rewatch, I will definitely rewatch this movie. But I don't think it's going to get... Oh, you know what? No. Yes, it will. It'll get the 4th stone. It is a 4th stone movie to me. It's not a bad movie by any means. I'm not clamoring to go see it again at all, but I will definitely watch it again if for no other reason to try to pick up things that I missed the first time, which is always why you watch M. Night Shyamalan movies over and over again. Yeah, Four Stones. Sequel. I feel like the last part of this movie is rewatchable. If I will probably go to that chapter on the Blu-ray. <laughs> Blu-ray. I have to own this one because I own Unbreakable and I own Split, so I've... I kind of have to complete the uh, trilogy. Wasn't there a movie after Split? That's Glass. We didn't talk about Glass. <laughs> we didn't talk about Glass. <laughs> and it's not a terrible, terrible movie. It's by, by any stretch. And it has its moments. It's just not particularly all that great to me. I'm going to give it three stones. It doesn't quite get the fourth for me. That's right. And being this is a trilogy, Joe, I have to give you a rating. we got to rate it. We do. We rank it? Rank it. Yeah. yeah. I had a feeling. Because we didn't actually do an episode on Split, but we probably never will. So anyway, I mean, I really like the first two-thirds of this movie, like I said. If it had stayed as good as the first two-thirds of the movie for me, I think I would be talking five, possibly six here. But it didn't, so you can, I could make a case for five on a rewatch, just on the strength of performance by Samuel L. Jackson and 
James McAvoy, but at the end of the day, I think I'm settling in the four range. I think it's a high four. I will definitely rewatch this, though, after Split. I don't think I'm going to watch Unbreakable again. I don't think I need to. Unbreakable's better now. Split, it, this, Split makes Unbreakable better. Yeah. This also makes Unbreakable. These two movies make Unbreakable better because I was not a huge fan of Unbreakable. Not a, I don't think any of us were. Now it has more... <laughs> it, it's still not great because of how much David Dunn sucks, for me personally. <laughs> but it's definitely... It, more of it works. Now. This uh, you're, this does make Unbreakable better because you get the most of Mr. Glass in Unbreakable. So if you really like his performance in this, you want to go back and see what his performance was in that. Because yeah, he's so sure. much more the interesting character in Unbreakable. Yeah. Those are our ratings for Glass. So you want to do want to rank it now? I think we're all gonna have the same. Uh, probably, but let's let's test it just in case. All right, I'll, two, three, one. Yep, me too. So split Glass, Unbreakable. Yep. Okay, cool. Going into the going into this, I thought I was gonna I, I was, two one three, but the more I talked about Glass today, the better it is. There's enough really good moments in this movie to yeah. save it. I agree. I agree. It just doesn't. It's not even. It's a very uneven movie. I also like the fact that we actually finally get, ex- an extended sequence of them using, their superpowers. We get that finally. It's not just. One little split here, one little split there. It was like a number of ex- hey, hey, hey. it was a number of extended moments, and like the actual end, which ended terribly. But we get a good fight scene of them using, seeing all of like their superpowers at work, which I thought was awesome. It's also good filmmaking because Samuel Jackson's initial plan, which is not really his plan, is to get a media coverage of the heroes slash villains in action so he can prove to the world that these people exist. And by Sarah Paulson saying, we put cameras everywhere to watch you because we know how smart you are and all that, you actually see many scenes in the last part of the movie through the security cameras. Like, you see, like, the record in the corner. You see him bending the the metal bar. You see the timestamp on it. So it makes you, as an audience member, I mean, I question it, saying, like, oh, they don't have to go to the building now. He has all these cameras. Too too bad he can't get access to that footage, which, you know, leads you to the reveal at the end. Like, oh, he does have access. And then you remember the the scene of him sitting at the computer coding. Yep. Yep, exactly. And you're like, I wonder what that is, what that's for. Oh wait, we know what that's for. Duh, his character is great because every time you think he makes a mistake and they call him out, it's not. It's all part of his plan. Yep. Yeah, like going through the basement. My guy's an idiot. He went through the basement. I'm like, no, he's not an idiot. <laughs> that's exactly part. It was a suicide mission. Never wanted to leave. This is an origin story. <laughs> I didn't like that line. It is though. But they all die, so it's also the it's end. It's an origin of the universe of superheroes that's going to be revealed. <laughs> I didn't get that in the moment. But no, you it, don't get it in the moment. Yeah. It's the after the fact. And then you're thinking about it, you're like, oh shit, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I hate it. That's fair. You're entitled to. Yes. I'm not changing my mind. Eat what you that's fine. Like what you like. Eat what you eat. Love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. That's Pam. <laughs> Wife slash girlfriend. <laughs> Listen, when we started this podcast, she was my girlfriend. That's that song fair. Is Old up. habits die hard. That song is messed up. Think about the lyrics. It is. It really is. If you want to let us know your thoughts about that song or the movie Glass, you can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Corey. I did the boom by myself last week, so I wanted to give you this one. <laughs> okay.
the solo booms have commenced. Yeah. Well, no, he, I got my solo last week. He got his solo this week. Next week we'll be back to who knows. Booms. You don't know. I didn't boom. I do. <laughs> booms at, at around ten p.m. <laughs> he was just sitting on the couch going boom. <laughs> Scared the shit out of his wife. I was sleeping. I tell you. Uh, if you are on Twitter. And you want to talk comic book movies, we are on there also, and we love doing such things. Find us at ZTH Podcast. If you have hidden camera footage of any people using superhuman abilities, please send that to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us within Facebook, Zero's Talking Heroes. You can find us on iTunes or your podcast app of choice, and give us a five-star rating if you like the show. Help us get out there to more people. And if you leave a review, we'll read it on the show. A lot of you haven't been a fan of doing that, but it only takes one. Just one. You could be our 33rd rating. Hey. That's a special number. For me. What number was Michael Jordan? 23. 23. Damn it. Larry Bird's 33. There you go. You could be the Larry Bird of ZTH. Lofty praise. I kind of want to go back and see who Michael J- Jordan is of a ZTH podcast now. We're well, at 32? It's a number of ratings, not reviews. So uh, we can't, we, we have no way of knowing. Michael Jordan wore 45 for like a week, so... That was after baseball. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Post-Space Jam, am I right? (laughs) Well, this is nonsense. Thanks for listening to our episode about glass. Let's go talk about Split. (laughs) In a second. Next time we're going to be doing the movie Polar. It's going to be on Netflix. Oh, shit, that's right. Because I figured that would be easy. I'm so fired. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. (laughs) Miss, this guy misses one week. I, I forgot yeah. about favorite, least favorite. I didn't even realize Corey didn't put a bet in. Normally I'm all over that. Yeah, no, I, I, even if you had, I probably would have seated. I, I, you know what? I got a victory last week. I'm pretty happy. Oh, yeah, shit. You guys would have, you would have seen that. What's today's date? 22nd? Okay. Polar comes out the 25th. Yep. Yep. So we're good. Vanessa Hudgens, nice. <laughs> Mads Mickelson, <laughs> Nice. You know, the bad guy from Doctor Strange. I'm looking at it right now. That's weird. <laughs> right there. I know. <laughs> so next time, Polar, join us for that one. And until that time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Glass is definitely Elijah Price's favorite movie. Hey! I forgot to talk about how he has the thing on his tie that says MG. MG. Like, did he have that custom made for this? <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> they call me... Mr. Glass. Nobody calls him that. No. (laughs) First name Mr. Last name Glass. Bye, everybody.